We're ready. And here we go. All systems go. So exciting. Good morning. Good day. Hey. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> All the different time zones that may or may not be watching. Streaming live to Facebook, my 2024 idea <laughs> to, to expand the show's horizons. So you guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Startup Stories on Powerful Inks podcast. Today I have Gordana Stratanovich joining me and uh, Gordana has she's bubbly and fun and bright and smart and talented and I've just had such a good time getting to know her leading up to recording um, and today she's going to help me understand more of what she's created as well as share her story as to um, you know how she got here but we always try to get beneath the how we got here as to you know, what, what pushed on us, what challenged us, and how we recognized and took opportunity on what was being presented, having that awareness. So welcome to the show, Gordana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, so excited. I'm very excited to be here, and I, I can't wait to chat with you today. That's awesome. And I um, have, <laughs> I meant to do something at the beginning of recording, so I'm just going to do it now. Um, Dobro jutro. <laughs> Oh my god, that was one of the things that just made me fall in love with this whole idea. I could not believe that you are like actually closely familiar to my part of the world, which almost never happens whenever I mm -hmm. talk to people. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My parents left Yugoslavia in 74. Oh, wow. To, yeah, they had to pick between Canada and Australia, and they picked Canada because it had French, and that was a little bit more familiar. So, um, and then in 2015, yeah, closer to, yeah, but I could have been Australian, and how cool would that be? <laughs> <laughs> um, and in 2015, we traveled there and spent a month going back to all the countries and their old haunts, and oh my, that's a whole, we'll chat about that offline, because it was like, mind-blowing, and to listeners, if you get an opportunity or create the opportunity to go and spend time in your parents' roots, you learn so much about your family lineage and your parents' story. And like, they're obviously older than us. And so we, you know, my parents were immigrants to Canada and they came with basically nothing as the story goes. And um, going back to the homeland with them and being able to really appreciate what they created and how they rose to the opportunity, how they really, you know, didn't, mm -hmm. they weren't gluttonous with anything. Like they were very yeah. intentional and, and not that it was perfect and mistakes weren't made like in, but um, it was, it was an incredibly beautiful experience to, you know, sort of see somebody else's life story firsthand, especially my own parents. So anyway, maybe yeah, I'll share. 100%. <laughs> you, you should talk about it I you think it's exciting yeah yeah and I mean the world is becoming kind of more and more uh global I guess is the word yeah. you know everyone's yeah. moving everywhere yeah. you know my friends now I'm in my 30s and people have kids and they just move out of the country and go somewhere else mm -hmm. and they kind of document their journey on you know Instagram but our parents yeah. didn't have that yeah, so right. it, it's just really nice to go and actually learn about the culture and mm -hmm. everything that you kind of came from or your mm -hmm. parents came from. So mm -hmm. you should talk about it. It's, I think I would listen to it. It's a pretty interesting okay. story. <laughs> yeah. 
we'll create awesome. some sort of video storytelling situation. Yeah, and that would be how cool. can I use that in my content marketing? <laughs> Everything is content. You Everything know what they content, say. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell us about where you got to today. So you you created an agency, and then that stretched into another spinoff business. You said the two were associated. Yeah. So tell us what you do. Um, and, you know, a, a little bit about the journey towards that. Yeah, so the journey was uh, definitely interesting. Um, I was like a classic uh, literature student studying English, reading books all day. And uh, turns out teaching is, is just not something that I was into. Um, and I became a freelance writer. Uh, I was still in school, you know, it was just a, a little art website that I worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other clients that I had, but it was really interesting and it kind of brought me into this world of content that is now insane compared to what it used to be, you know, back in the day. So um, what, around roughly um, the year when you started versus the evolution you've experienced? Yeah, so this was like 2013, I would say, when I started. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, it was it was difficult. It was hard. Um, you know, remote work wasn't really a thing back then. And mm-hmm. you were kind of labeled lazy, I guess, <laughs> when you worked remotely, like, ah, oh, you don't work, it's fine. Uh, but it was actually in 2019 when I met my, you know, my co-founder, and he's my CEO now. Um, and we started this marketing agency that's, you know, still going strong, still actually stronger than ever. So mm-hmm. we literally built it from, you know, from the ground up. It was just the two of us. Uh, working with freelancers, trying to get clients, you know, sell them our, our content knowledge and our marketing mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. And uh, we built our team to actually 45 people. Um, we have some ama- amazing case studies. It was an SEO agency, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some amazing case studies. You know, I think we did six projects from zero to 100K. And one of them got to 1.5 million organic visitors, which okay. for folks that don't know, um, SEO stands for search engine optimization. And basically what we did was we published a lot of high quality content to bring readers to their website mm-hmm. who would in turn buy their you know, services or products or whatever it is that, that the client has. So it is a pretty powerful marketing tool. Um, and we can talk about it more uh, later if you want to, but that kind of spinned off into the startup thing, uh, which yeah. is called Kello, um, where we kind of realized that other agencies and other companies are also struggling pretty hard to find really good writers, editors, just in general, people to take care of their content. So mm-hmm. we created Workello, which kind of helps you do that. You know, like the matchmaking serpents, right? Something like that. So basically, it's uh, it's kind of like an applicant tracking system, but with built-in uh, testing mm. abilities. So whenever I hire writers, editors, creatives in general, I like to send them a little test first. Um, mm. You never know now with AI and everything, yeah. uh, kind of what right. people are capable of. So um, I always like to do a little test, and that's usually a pretty manual task. Um, but we found a way to automate it and just mm-hmm. make it kind of like a click of a button. So um definitely a big career switch <laughs> <laughs> but still uh, writing and so do you still get to express yourself that way or you, has your role and your um focus shifted as you created these two companies 
it has definitely shifted. So uh, I quit writing uh, in 2019. I was getting very tired of it. You know, writing is a very, very hard job that unfortunately, I don't think a lot of companies and people in general understand how difficult it is to be a good writer Mm -hmm. and how important it is to to actually have a good writer on your team and that everything depends on content, you know, whatever you do, if it's videos, if it's actual articles, it all has to be written down. So it's a very, you know, mentally draining mm. <laughs> part of work for me. You know, some people are, are obviously way better at it. and it, Well, it and there's a difference sense. writing for yourself than writing for someone else, yes. right? You have to embody a different energy and, and really connect like yeah. acting in a way and drop into their yeah. their whole vibe um and pull out that's exactly it. it yeah it's it's definitely way more easy to write for yourself which yeah. I'm seeing now you know yeah. with uh with our business and everything it's easier for me to create content for work and for my agency mm-hmm. than it ever was to create content for my clients when I was a writer mm-hmm. um but obviously you know there are a lot, a lot of writers out there who are incredibly good at that. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, I, I do recognize that it's very draining and, and not that respected. So I actually quit writing in 2019 to turn okay. into more of an yeah. editorial role yeah. um, and be more on the operational side of things, which mm. was very interesting. Uh, so, you know, but it's definitely something that I've never done before. And, you know, I've been who's listening ever had a big partnership like that you can often feel very lost and kind of like you don't belong there mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing and you have to figure stuff out on your own and all I have to say is uh you can't do it um it, it is possible but you have to kind of believe in yourself and and understand that mm-hmm. you know you are smart and you are capable and just apply the skills that you had before to whatever you're doing now because there's oh always overlap whatever it is that you're doing with with your previous experience um so it was definitely a a big journey (laughs) so you know there's a few different things to pull apart in here for me um as a startup if we're think like how important is search engine optimization and is that Mm -hmm. what helped grow the different clients followings, you know, from you said 100,000 up to 1.5 million. Um, So right now, personally, I'm having a hard time growing my audience, I like to write, I write blogs, and then I use those in uh, email and, you know, copy paste onto socials and that sort of thing. Um, And Mm -hmm. I haven't delved into SEO, because I'm like, I'm just getting used to the pieces that I have, and then I layer on. So, you know, um, maybe compare the difference of having some of that built in and how hard is it versus perceived hard? Um, mm-hmm. And then the the return on investment mm-hmm. of actually doing it. Yeah, that is an, a fantastic question. I would say it is incredibly important. Uh, if you are running any kind of business, you should be investing in content because that's pretty much... You know, whatever type of content that you're doing, it's it's the only thing that's telling the world who you are. So I would say it's really, really important. Um, 
And I understand the concerns, you know, people, I think, overcomplicate SEO too much. So it's not as hard as it actually seems to be. Um, but when you Google, you know, how to do SEO or how can I do SEO for my own business, you get a bunch of these articles that are telling you about, you know, a thousand ranking factors and you have to do this and you have to do that. Yeah, that's all good. But you don't really have to do any of that. You just have to put good content out. Uh, obviously, there is a little bit of a process, you know, you probably have to do research and kind of optimizing according to the keywords that people are Googling for. But that's also not a hard part. I think the hardest part is actually creating the content. Mm -hmm. um, because if you are a startup, and if you really want to be huge and organic, because return on investment is actually huge. Um, it is, you know, difficult to find the resources to to write all that content or to produce all those videos or whatever type of content that you're doing mm -hmm. um, because you do have to publish a lot to be considered an authority on the subject you know I can't just write one article mm -hmm. on on something and claim authority on it because how do people know that I am or how does Google know that I am if I mm -hmm. don't have all of this supporting content that's kind of supporting my claim that hey I'm an expert in this um but i mean it, it is definitely possible it is an investment but i think it's an investment that pays off way better than for example paid ads mm -hmm. because ads work like i'm not gonna lie they work really really well and they work instantly like this seo is not like that it will mm -hmm. not work instantly it will work you know three or six months from when you publish okay. but after those three or six months when your articles start ranking there's no stopping, you know, until something better comes out, which if you did a really good job, what are the chances that someone's going to knock you down? Oh, yeah. Right. So like you plant your so flag. your website just keeps growing yeah. Yeah. and growing and growing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you plant the seeds and you, you know, you get roots, I guess, a little bit later yeah. you would with, yeah. with classic ads, uh, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. But ultimately, it is cheaper, I think. It is more term. Uh, you get a better effect because it just stays there on your website. It's yours. You know, it's not, you're not borrowing anyone's space and um, you're not spending also like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month for ads. <laughs> and, and you're growing your skill as the CEO. And so you're getting more familiar with your content, with your message, the clarity, um, and the connection probably like you're building that relationship with the client so anytime you write an article you do so you know close your eyes and visualize the person that you're going to be serving and really connect to yeah. them and and have that conversation through the written word put it out there what I like about what you just said too is is it, it builds something that kind of stretches across the internet in a different way rather than um, like a, a Las Vegas flashing light sign yeah. of a Facebook ad, right? So I'm already seeing the benefits of, of this um, ongoing um, fitness plan, really, right? Content writing fitness plan yeah. um, as you grow yourself and all that. And so when... Writing these articles, is there like 
five or 10 keywords that you're using and you intermix them between the different articles, but you try to be consistent with them. And then when somebody searches how to start a female online business, then, you know, powerful link comes up because I have a lot of that language in my yeah. say 30 articles or something. And that's where I get to start climbing Mount Everest to plant my flag. That's that's exactly it. Uh, we do have a little bit of a, a process to it. It's not complicated yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, a lot of I think there are a lot of tools out there right now. We do have our own too uh, for keyword clustering. So when we do our keyword research, there are tools for that too. So for example, you type in uh, uh, I don't know uh, women business owners or or just like business, and then filter the the list and you get maybe even hundreds of thousands of keywords. Mm -hmm. uh, you basically take that list, plug it into a tool, and then those tools uh, cluster those keywords together. Mm -hmm. So it just gives you, uh, you know, your, your main keyword, which is, for example, how to start a woman-led business. And then you have variations that you can sprinkle throughout your content. And mm -hmm. so as you do that on, on your entire website, you are signaling to Google, hey, I'm a really good resource for women who want to start their businesses mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I have all of these keywords. I have all of this content. Um, you know, it's all nicely internally linked, pointing mm -hmm. to each other because I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And then basically they have no choice, but you put you have to put you at the top because you are obviously, you know, you know what you're talking about. You're obviously an authority. People come to your website for advice. They stay on the page. They, you know, read a bunch of your articles, not just one. And then as you, you know, start growing on Google, you can then start connecting it to, to all the other platforms. Like, for example, if you start doing videos on YouTube, you can then embed those videos in your articles to make them even better. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, also embed the articles into YouTube videos. So if anyone wants to know more about you know, your your topic of your YouTube video, they can go read an article on your website. Same for TikTok, same for Facebook. You know, you can repurpose that content mm -hmm. for, for basically all platforms. So I really am a huge proponent of just publish articles first mm -hmm. because then you can use that one article to make two videos, to make 10 social posts, to make 20 tweets, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. So yeah. it's kind of like a never ending resource of marketing really for you um, that you can just spread it everywhere mm -hmm. And you don't have to go from a smaller piece to a bigger piece because you already have this huge article yeah. that you can turn into many, many other things. And that's, you know, that part of, of, of content, that distribution is something that also helps you grow and kind of tap into new audiences as well. You know, maybe not use Google, even though everyone uses Google, but, yeah. you know, Gen Z is using TikTok to search mm -hmm. for stuff. So, um, when you have that foundation, you can also build your foundation on TikTok as well, for example. Um, highly recommended for anyone, you know, who's either an established business or starting a business. Mm -hmm. Definitely invest in, in content. You will, there's like no way that it can go wrong. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, you know, uh, it can only really, make your business really, better. What's really important what from what I'm visualizing, um, listeners, is picture your website as your brick and mortar store, right? So that's, and yeah. maybe even you own that piece of real estate. So that is so fully proprietarily yours and should, yes, should, we're going to should on this, 
be the focus of your efforts. And then from there, you distribute to the different places. Um, and yes, people are teaching how to build businesses off of social media, but who owns social media? That's rented space, right? And you exactly. can get kicked out, you can get blocked. And then what happens to all that data? I mean, you know, it, I'm careful, carefully aware and focusing on building the website at Powerful Inc. Um, so that I have my own proprietary information uh, should I get locked out of Facebook and have to start over a new profile or or groups or all these sorts of things. So it is a significant difference. And if Google is going to start tracking you and helping you, I don't know that there is something more powerful than that to have yeah. uh, access in your back pocket, right? And it's readily available. So there's, there's so many benefits here to you know, really establishing these habits and building businesses in a, in a bit of what we might consider an old fashioned way, but it's tried and true. And, and some things, right. Yeah. Just, they do last the, the test of time. So I've already like learned so much about how this back end of things works and you've explained it in a really simple, really tangible way. Um, so I hope that's helped people who are listening too, because this could really, um, bring the following that you've been looking for. And I find, I find the socials noisy, like everybody's out there honking their yes. right. And yeah. it's really like, definitely a good space. I'm meeting a lot of beautiful people that way. I'm using it for networking for sure. Um, but I'm feeling a bit insecure about how loud my horn is compared to some other people. Yeah, it is challenging. You know, I honestly, you know, I'm not a huge fan of posting on, on social. I can't remember the last time. I think it was 2022, the last time I posted something on Instagram, which was, oh, my God, two years ago. At this yeah, point. Right, 2024. Okay. Yeah. Time really flies. I just realized that. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I'm like too – I don't want to do TikTok because yeah. it's just – I've never done that. It's It's yeah. kind of weird for me. Yeah. Um, you know, YouTube is also a lot of work and, and, you know, there's a fear of being perceived that I think we all have, and you have to be perceived if you are on social, but with, if you are, if you just want to represent your business, your website is the way to go. I mean, where do people go to buy stuff from you, mm -hmm. your website, if you're offering services, where are they going to find oh, out how to book a call with you, your yeah. website. Mm -hmm. So I also think it's another way if you are involved in that, which I do recommend that people be involved in, in just building out their presence on, on Google. Um, who knows what doors might open, um, you know, may become more comfortable with, you know, posting more and just sharing stuff from your articles more mm -hmm. um, because you can kind of hide behind that. That uh, Honestly, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm kind of building uh, my LinkedIn audience and uh -huh. I'm actually using content from, from our website to to build my audience there um because i can say like hey this is really good advice you should do this but you know it's psychologically i guess easier because it it comes from the content that i wrote for the website yeah. it, it didn't yeah. like came out of my brain directly it was edited you're more i guess sure of yourself when you 
post-edited work. So mm-hmm. uh, kind of went off topic there. Sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. It's, uh, it's good to see how you, who are, is running two different businesses that are in complement, and what you're doing behind the scenes in order to stay an expert and continue to grow um, and practice the foundations that you've already established, right? So, yeah, why don't we go there a little bit and tell us about what it's like to run the agency and work hello and, um, you know, what what you've got your sights on for those companies for 2024. Yeah, so on the agency side, uh, full transparency, I'm not running the agency anymore. I'm actually running a couple of departments there now, uh, just because it's oh, well. physically impossible. <laughs> to, uh, they're really happy. small. No, no, they're they're really small. They're really okay. small. Uh, we're just starting out. Uh, so I'm starting out with digital PR, which is pretty much very similar to what I just described with SEO, but it's pitching to journalists, oh. and uh, it's it's a little bit more creative. You know, you, you find interesting news stories or interesting data sets that you can present in a new way and um, you know you present yourself as the expert uh, if you are an expert of course don't lie and say you are um, and then you pitch that to journalists and, and you kind of earn a little bit more love from you know other websites they link back to your website um, it's nice it's interesting um, we're also doing a video so uh, finally forced my CEO to become a YouTuber. <laughs> okay. So I'm kind of uh, running that as well. Uh, so that's on the agency side. The agency is working really, really well. Uh, my wonderful co-founders are, you know, going strong over there and uh, servicing our clients. So that's amazing. On the work hello side, um, you know, we are still very new, very young, um, obviously still developing the product. We're still in the phase of, hey, tell me what you want and I will build it for for you. (laughs) So uh, just listening to a lot of feedback from our customers. But I am very proud because we do have about 100 and something customers so far. And uh, they hired over 500 people. So Mm. that's 500 new jobs that happened, Mm. which is very exciting. Um, And especially because I like to recommend people, hey, you know, the world is your hiring grounds. Like you are not confined to your city or your country. Like why not give an opportunity to someone else? So a lot of the people that have been hired are, you know, from my country, completely biased for recommending it, but um, you know, Eastern Europe and and kind of Asia and South America as well. Uh, Not just the typical North America, Western Europe type of thing. So I am very proud of that. not there's anything wrong with the North America. No, but it, it really connects <laughs> but, the world more together when we do that, right? And then you're bringing the same opportunities to other places that haven't had access to them before. So this threads yeah. into the whole oneness and, um, you know, servitude element of how we run our business. And what's so kind of very pure CEO visionary is how you said, yes, we have a hundred clients, but we have 500 new jobs. Um, Yeah. That's the the impact that you can make that way. And, you know, that's 500 new jobs in these markets that maybe don't have the same loud horn as North America has established so far. So this is beautiful, like brings together more cultures, more diversity, more magic, in my opinion. 
Thank you. Yeah, that's 100% it. I mean, you know, coming from from the place that I'm coming from, um, you don't really see a lot of people from kind of this area of the world that are, you know, social media influencers or, mm-hmm. I don't know, CEOs, CEOs of, of very important companies, um, which is something that I'm hoping is going to change soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also maybe like this a little bit naive of me, but um, by bringing companies that are not based you know here or in other countries similar to mine um and hiring a bunch of people from these areas obviously you're paying them a lot better than the domestic companies would i'm hoping that over time maybe the companies that are based in in those countries think a little bit and say hey Mm -hmm. we're not going to have you know anyone to work for us because obviously People are getting better opportunities and then they raise their standards. Yeah. Um, I won't be the one to change that, obviously. But, but you'll it's, be part like, of I'm it. Hoping that, yeah. Yeah. Like, let's, let's work towards that. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, just make make the world a little bit more equal, I guess. Yeah, uh, but, you know, that's like a, a 50 year plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. Hey, you said you were only in your 30s. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to turn the internet off anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's kind of like the, the noble way of thinking. Uh, obviously, when you run a business, you know why you're running it. Like you're running it to, to make it successful, to make money. So I'm not going to lie. There's also that part of, of the story. But um, it will. Uh, I don't know. I think we're all working towards the same goal, and that is to just be smarter every day and, and kind of help each other out uh, yeah. in what we can. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, why don't you share a little bit of coming out of school, writing, and then meeting some of these opportunities that um, might have flirted with you for a little while before you said yes to them? Um, yeah <laughs> you know and how you've changed like looking at Gordana now 2024 to five years ago six years ago you know how is this what you would have thought and what would in the in the frame of coming to this point what would present day Gordana say to back then version uh definitely did not expect any of this I just I, I don't want to say I had like giving up because I I wasn't giving up at that point, but you know, I was kind of tired of of just that freelancer life. That was really, really difficult. Obviously, mm-hmm. I had a few really bad jobs in between. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're just tired, you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm just being mistreated by so many people. I'm never going to get an opportunity to get out of this. So I was definitely in that mindset because it was several years of that and it was really, really, oh, wow. really hard. Um, and I was really lucky that I met my my CEO and my co-founder now, um, even though it was completely bizarre, like he was late to our interview twice, not once, but twice. I usually would have just said, okay, no, nothing's going to happen with this, moving on to the next one. Um, but turns out he was really great. You know, he... Um, he explained what he wanted to do. And for some reason I thought that, oh yeah, this is exciting. I would love to actually build something from scratch and, you know, try new things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the theme of 
my entire journey with them was, hey, do you want to do this? And then I say, okay, sure, I'll do it. Okay. Even though it's something I've never tried before. So compared to five or six years ago, when I was kind of hopeless, honestly, and just thought, no, oh, just find something, get my work done for the day and, you know, go on right. to live my life. Now like I'm a, a job. more hopeful and yeah. yeah, like a job, but just like something that's not going to drain your energy or, you know, not to have like a crazy boss. We've all been mm -hmm. there. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, basically just kind of leave me alone job, you know, just let mm -hmm. me do my work and like, let me leave it aside. Um, now I'm a little bit more hopeful and I think, you know, have more courage to try new things, which I never had the courage to uh, do before, except for that one today when obviously it worked. Um, so I find myself saying yes to more things and, uh, you know, just learning new stuff as I go, mm -hmm. uh, because I think there's honestly nothing in this world that you can't Google and learn from, <laughs> from Google. Yeah. So what's the harm in saying yes. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely know what it's like to be kind of stuck in, in a place that's not honestly not the best. And, uh, see no way out of it so, and so i was what, really what incredibly lucky. looking for who's now your co-founder is it jordan is that his name yeah nick jordan <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah jordan so um uh yeah what was behind it because it sounds like there was some intuition where you know typically you'd be like uh forget this but something was there that kept you connected and um it brought forth a new opportunity. It brought new life. Plus, you guys, when we get together and work outside of ourselves, we can create some more beautiful things because you're adding to what's already there and gaining a different perspective, complementary perspective to it, right? Um, and I mean, just looking at Absolutely. you talk about it, you you seem alive and excited and, you know, kind of shiny about yeah. what you can do because you're not trying to figure it out all yourself, which can be really lonely and tiresome absolutely you know I, I don't know I think there are some people that kind of change your life um when you meet them and, and you're kind of destined to meet them I know it's funny to say that about your boss but Nick's actually my friend too so yeah. I can say it um I don't know there was just something um something different there um as I said, I think I said it before, a lot of, you know, when you are a freelance writer, editor, any type of creative person, um, I think artists, uh, you know, illustrators will know this a lot because people kind of think that, ah, oh, you're just going to do this, you know, for cheap or for free or they don't really respect your craft that much, yeah, yeah. which is very sad. Obviously, yeah. you should respect uh, any person. Um but also, you know, a creative person's craft, because it's like, you're a creative, you're not an engineer, you're not, mm -hmm. you know, a biologist or whatever, something that requires math. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of, I think, people in this creative industry have probably come across a lot of people who think like, like that. But, um, you know, obviously, Nick was was a lot different. And my other co-founder, Boyan, he, he also falls in that category of really amazing people that kind of recognize how hard that work is and how much it is needed for anything that they want to do because they are not creatives they are not writers and they understand that they need someone who is and who would help them um, yeah. do that so uh 
definitely, I don't know, something happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not sure what, okay. but I'm incredibly, Beautiful. incredibly grateful. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those relationships that, I don't know, people write articles about co-founder relationships and how complicated they are, and they are, but when you get together, you can really, really make something special and, you know, something that kind of survived the, the test of time, I guess, because we are still here, you know, we're still going yeah. strong. Yeah. Things are better than they were. So yeah. Must be something good. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. And so what, what are you hoping to, you know, I mean, obviously open to opportunities that come your way. Sounds like you're focusing on work hello and still I want, want listeners to appreciate that, you know, with, my perception and perhaps yours of Gordana's portfolio so far, still the reality of what it is to be a startup, probably the first three to five years until you really establish a, um, a stake in the marketplace and, you know, um, consistent over the calendar year of client traffic. Um, because if we look at month to month, it can be a bit too short term um, yeah, and and get up and running. So you're you're still kind of moving into the house and adjusting things and figuring out the market and the services a little bit and um, looking to expand because yeah. you come from a good foundation now. And so, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, uh, when when we started it, uh, my two co-founders Nick and Boyan said something like, "Oh, the first uh, five to seven years, nothing is going to happen." Five to and seven. kind of in build mode, and that was so yeah. depressing to me at yeah. the time. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I mean, kids are well into grade one by five to seven. <laughs> yeah, like goodness, what's going to happen in five seven years? Mm -hmm. uh they were right and uh three years flew by like this uh, i didn't mm -hmm. even feel it like first year is it's just building the most simple version of what you can build mm -hmm. and making sure it works <laughs> mm -hmm. uh and you know getting a couple clients to, to prove that it works and then after that it was more building and then more building and then more building and then the recession hits and people you know stop hiring so I don't really have to use your tool that much. So you're kind of waiting it out and just building more, building more. Um, so definitely change my mind on that. I understand now why people say five to seven years, but uh, you know, I honestly believe that, oh my God, it's a startup. It's going to be a success story in one year and it's going to be huge. And I think a lot of like young um, founders think like that. Um, and then, you know, if they, if they kind of, get disappointed uh you know they might quit give up uh, but if you can don't quit um you know if you have to kind of do something else to support yourself while um your startup is taking off do it if you really believe in it um uh, but i do get it you know it is a long 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 journey it's mm -hmm. you have to give up a lot um to be able to do this which is incredibly hard <laughs> so yeah just uh if you can don't give up and there are better days hopefully out there yeah in five to seven years <laughs> five to seven years <laughs> well you're you're coming up to that five six year mark now right so <laughs> soon yeah well, i think we started in 2021 uh okay. august so still a little, a little bit more to go but 
we're uh you know we're holding on holding um, but yeah yeah it is it is a marathon and you know there's there's a lot of different things being shared in in the online spaces I'm hanging out on and when I start to feel a bit daunted about my own online coaching business um, I like to think of an example of like a long trusted company you know that has been around and has uh, lasted through all the changes and then it's like mm -hmm. okay if they can do it at very complicated yeah. and, and often physical product levels you know there's ways that I can support myself and you guys it's really softened uh, the attachment to the outcome and allowed it to be more about the journey and then yeah you, you know you're just like in a lighter space you're in a you stay in a more creative space and I'm a systems girl right but I've 2023 really moved me into more of a creative soft space and now I'm like kind of enjoying both um, energies and bringing them together in yet another new way that I probably wouldn't have thought um, even a year ago like women's circles as a new thing it's and the attention around it is growing which is a, a sign of the desire in the market I love doing it. It's super easy. I have no idea how I'll monetize it, but there's, um, you know, things are, are attracting to that. So it's an indication to continue to pursue where if I had kind of kept a more linear approach to things, I'd be missing out on other opportunities. 100%. And I think what you're doing is, you know, you said you're, you're a systems girl and, and that is amazing. I love systems. <laughs> yeah. I love them. Uh, our, our entire company runs on a very nice collection of, of knowledge-based articles. Um, but, you know, just you putting yourself out there and inviting people to talk to you about these things and, you know, going live on Facebook and, you know, posting these podcasts and, and you know, Instagram and everything, that is a huge thing. And, yeah, you might have not monetized it now, but you know, maybe in a couple of months, something just clicks and you're like, oh yeah, I could do this, <laughs> for example, which never would have happened if you, you know, never ventured to this okay. kind of more creative outlet. So um, both sides are very, very important. You know, yeah. one cannot exist without the other. And um, yeah, when you marry them, you mm -hmm. get a beautiful thing. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So Gordana, as we kind of come into the culmination of this beautiful and highly valuable conversation, um, some fun questions that I've been thinking, we talked about present self to past self, let's go present self to future. So either you asking Gordana two years from now, or picturing what she would say to you, you know, whatever kind of feels but what are we connecting to in the next versions what do you think's up ahead oh wow all right uh that is very interesting <laughs> I always kind of think backwards you know yeah. Yeah. um yes yeah, so I mean I'm hoping to just you know keep doing good work keep doing creative work which lately I found is something that fuels me way more than um the technical things that I definitely had my face with data and technical, technical, technical. Um, very much hoping to to keep doing more creative work and, like you said, lean more into that kind of softer life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe I don't have to 
chase after every single opportunity that comes my way. Maybe I can, I can choose my opportunities and, you know, align with what I want my life to look like. So I would really love it if I could do that in the next yeah. couple of years, we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, so yeah, just, um, not saying no to things and, and trying to, to align with what I really want, right. uh, which is just to live a very happy and fulfilled life on all fronts. You know, I would love to have a family. I would love to move to Spain, <laughs> uh, do all of those things, but also be successful in my career. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it goes well. Well, even just having that awareness, like I'm getting goosebumps because it's so beautiful what I'm hearing and I want the listeners to pay attention as always. Are you guys listening? There's going to be a quiz. There isn't. (laughs) (laughs) The quiz is your life and whether or not it became what you wanted it to be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're you're Uh, describing the, the broader strategy of bringing everything together of bringing business by design impact through business lifestyle and choice and energetic frequency all coming together in in one complementary system to serve other and create this outward impact, right? And an impact that, again, I want to come back to 100 clients, 500 jobs, an impact like that, that that feeds the soul, that has a real meaning um, and, you know, helps helps you deliver or, or participate in an active role of impact to others. Oh my God, you put it so nicely. I loved I did. it. <laughs> that is exactly what I wanted to say, but couldn't find the words. Uh, that is exactly it. Yeah, just doing meaningful, meaningful things in life. Um, you know, money's nice and everything, but only once you you kind of are happy in that way when you don't have to think about your basic stuff like rent, bills, you know, food, everything, you start to to realize that like, yes, you definitely do need it, but you also need this other thing. And that is to, to be useful, to be meaningful and purposeful with what you're doing and not just um, not just what I thought life would be like five, six years ago. Yeah. Just, just give me something to do. <laughs> yeah, life got bigger and can continue to the more that you, you know, open up to it yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah, that's true and I I just love this new I mean it's not new uh but I kind of recently in the past I think year and a half started following you know podcasts like yours and um you know I work with a lot of women 70 percent 70 80 percent of our company is women amazing that is amazing I love that um you know I started following podcasts like yours and, and just seeing what other women are doing and and kind of how they're handling this world and mm. also balancing um you know their lives with with the business and and everything else so i'm pretty excited to keep listening and keep following yeah um, and playing and a part in it happens awesome. yeah and playing a part yeah beautiful well way to be a leader thank you so much for sharing all of this thank knowledge you. 
that was not scary or complicated or difficult. I feel like rejuvenated. I like writing. It's easy, but I like I feel more empowered now to show up with um, you know, just that much better skill in what I'm doing, better strategies. Oh, amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And if you need any help, you know, if anyone needs any help, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Instagram, even though I don't post there. I'm lurking. Yeah, I'm lurking. Um, so, you know, if anyone needs any help, uh, please pay me. I would love to help you out. Um, you know, with resources or advice or anything, I have a bunch of resources that people can use, um, to just learn more. So awesome. Awesome. We'll definitely share you around because, um, the more we get together, the better it is. Right. Yeah, amazing, Beautiful. amazing. That would be great. great. Thank you, love. Have a great day. Ah, thank you so much. Thank you, you too. Thank you so much for having me.